0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Fasten your seatbelts and hang on tight. You're about to listen to episode 55 of the Soul Forge podcast.
2: Welcome to the Soul Forge. A place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem
1: And welcome back to the Soul Forge podcast. So glad you could join us. If this is your first time in the Forge of Souls, welcome. Glad to have you here. We'll be gentle. So just stick around till the end. You'll be glad you did. What are we talking about today? We've got something special. Earlier this week, I sat down for a talk with a friend of mine. I have known her for several years. In fact, you'll hear all about how we met and how we pre-met when we get into that conversation. So who do we have? We have Karen, a local girl from Timmins. Uh, I could say that she is similar to me in my personality, although she is a more extreme version of my personality type. She's a little bit more out there, more free, puts herself out into the community like I would like to do, but she actually does it. So a really fascinating person. I'm really glad I got to know her. And I think you'll be happy to get to know her as well throughout this episode. If all goes well, she will be back randomly throughout the run of the Soulforge podcast. She's got many fascinating stories that she can tell, all kinds of different experiences, perspectives. Uh, She's lived an interesting life, and you'll get a taste of just how interesting once I play this interview conversation chat that we had. So before the chat, I'm just going to go ahead and play a preview, a promo for the Nerd Bliss podcast here on the ESO Network very exciting podcast that the nerdblisk folks have similar to the soul Forge in a way that they go beyond the bounds of expectation they're a nerdy podcast but they talk to and about more than just a nerddom so we'll go ahead and we'll play their promo and then we'll get right into my conversation with Karen
2: Hello, podcast fans, my name is Chris Jones, and I'm here to tell you about the Nerd Bliss Podcast. Now, of all the geek-oriented podcasts out there, we are definitely one of them. Yes, we talk about Star Trek and Star Wars and cosplay and Marvel and DC and the usual. But as geeks, we embrace anyone with very specialized knowledge, like triathletes or improv comedians or musicians. So we try to bring them in and let them share their geekiness with you to help broaden some horizons. And maybe you'll learn something. Maybe we'll learn something. You can find our entire catalog at nerdblisspodcast.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Player FM. And we are now proud to be a part of the ESO network. Once again, we are the Nerd Bliss Podcast. Thank you and pod bliss.
1: So today, I'm sitting here in my kitchen with my friend Karen. How are you today, Karen? I'm all right. Good. Now, this is the first time on the Soulforge Forge podcast. Are you nervous? Or are you okay?
0: I'm okay right now. I'm usually pretty open about talking about most subjects. Being recorded is a little different, but it's not brand new to me, even though the podcast format is.
1: Yeah, being recorded is a little bit uh, artificial, so it, it's kind of hard to form your words properly. Even now, after five and a half years of podcasting, it's still not easy. I guess it's four and a half. It's not five and a half. I don't know why I said five and a half. <laughs> See? You, you lose your brain when you're in front of a microphone. But you and I have known each other for several years.
0: Yeah. I think we met through um, Northern Ontario Expo. is that?
1: Yes. The first time we officially met, I believe, was about four years ago. Uh, we were at the Northern Ontario Expo costume contest. You were one of the Doctor Whos.
0: Ah, yes, the sixth doctor. The sixth
1: doctor, and I was Mirror Spock. But did you know that I knew about you years before this? No. I didn't think you did, and you know how I knew. But I have no idea. About five or six years ago, I was your mailman, and this Karen person was always getting these stupid packages, packages after day after day after day, <laughs> and I'd have to deliver all this stuff. I'm like, who is this chick,
0: and why is she getting so much stuff?
1: <laughs> and it turns out... It was for your cosplay.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what I would have been getting like five or six years ago, but I always get uh, quite a few packages.
1: There was a lot of packages. Yeah. So, Karen. Okay. Package, package, package. And then there we were at the the costume contest and you said who you were and I'm like, I know that name. (laughs) And then, so that was, that was about four years ago, I think.
0: Well, I'm sorry for all the packages. But...
1: <laughs> well, it kept, it kept me busy, kept me having a job, right? So so you didn't know that, and I never brought that up, but surprise! <laughs> That's so, funny. That is funny. Yeah. So then uh, you did the call-out for uh, people to challenge you for next year's costume contest. Yes. And so that was four years ago, and then the next year, was that when you became the Klingon?
0: Yes, and that was kind of how I decided to become the Klingon Um when I when I challenged everybody on camera, I figured I had to bring it and I sounded more like a Klingon than the doctor at that point. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, you you yelled out and everybody heard you and took notice.
0: And I'm like, whoa Right. And that was because for a few years in a row I had won the costume contest with costumes that they were all right, but I knew there were people in town who could do better. Right. I've, I'd seen craftspeople in town who could do amazing work, and they were not out there. And I knew it wasn't because they weren't interested, because they were as geeky as we are, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so you put out the challenge, and I think since then, the costume contest has really uh, stepped up its game, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I've been glad to see that I've stepped back from competing because, you know, after you win a few times, it's time to let other people take over. And I'm really glad that there's been some amazing craftspeople stepping up and Mm -hmm. showing off what they can do here in Timmins. Yeah,
1: like, uh, for instance, uh, our good buddy Sparky, he's Groot.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: that's that's Paul. And uh, he's great. And there's that other guy who was that uh, Night Demon Stalker guy with the stilts.
0: Oh yeah, Can't that thing's that is. thing's amazing looking. Super creepy, but uh, yeah, really and detailed. and Emily bringing out her uh, her new fifty two Joker and her um, spring. I don't know the character. Now I'm forgetting my words because I'm being recorded. Of course, um, that's how it works. That creepy bunny rabbit toy thing. Is that a
1: Five Night and Freddy thing? Yes, I think. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I've seen the toys in the stores and yeah. people talk about it.
0: But, but the costume was cool.
1: It was. It was, <laughs> it was super cool. So there's a lot of talent out there. Exactly. And I think in large part, that's thanks to you.
0: Well, it was out there. It's just, um, I think some people need, need a little bit of a poke before they'll actually get out there and show the world that they're here.
1: Right. Some encouragement, some stimulation, motivation.
0: Yeah, especially those of us who tend to be kind of nerdy and geeky. People tend to um, stay at home and keep their talents to themselves and not show the world what they can do because it's kind of uncomfortable, especially, you know, the ones in our age range who were probably bullied as kids or, right. you know.
1: Yeah, because we're, uh, we're in our early 40s. Yeah. Yeah, and for the most part, we would hide in the shadows because we don't want to be noticed so we don't get picked on. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But you, all of a sudden, made this challenge, and the geekdom has sprung forth from the well, and there it is. And now, the the big thing is, everybody says, "Did you see the Klingons? They were at City Hall again. Did you see the Klingons? They were here at the park. They, did you see the Klingons? They were handing out chocolate." <laughs> so, so you're that you're the captain of the Crimson Dawn.
0: Yeah, and and not only that, but I mean, I was at E. B. Games, um, picking up a couple things the other day, and the, uh, the person working at the store said, recognized me as a Klingon. I was wearing my Klingon Pop Warrior shirt, and um, she said, so how come every time there's Klingons in the store you're not in costume? Mm. Because we have a Star Wars guy who comes out in costume, and we know you go places in costume. So we have now been requested at EB Games. So sometime in the near future we will be showing up there. So it not only are people noticing that we're out doing stuff, people are requesting that we show up at places that people don't normally show up in costumes, so that's awesome. yeah, that is
1: because because <laughs> um, i't uh, I don't go out with the group a lot. I, I joined what two years ago or was it three? Um, uh, how long has the actual group been in effect?
0: Oh, we've been around three years ago, three years now, I think, and t- I think you joined two years ago because it was with the Borg costume.
1: Yes, so that would have been. Yeah, I guess 2016. Yes, yeah. that's right. I, I dressed up as the Borg. I joined the uh, the Klingon group as... What is it called? An interspecies delegate or something?
0: Um, The IXL, the uh, the Imperial Xeno Legion. Okay. So that's for all aliens that are not Klingon. And uh, it... Um, well, except for humans. We don't take humans. No, we can't take humans. <laughs> no, no. But, but back to the idea of... Um, Of people being shy and kind of hiding. For me, I find that the costume helps. I can be kind of socially awkward and not know what to do, but if I have a costume on, I have a persona. So you go out in public, and I know how to interact with people, Mm -hmm. and it's easier.
1: (laughs) I I could see that, because I'm going to tell you something, live on the air here. When we're just sitting here like this, you're easy enough to talk to but when you have your Klingon head ridges on and your full uniform and your makeup, <laughs> you freaking scare me. <laughs> Even though I know who you are as a person, w- w- when you are in the costume, you have that persona on and you become, what's your character name? Klarnok. Yeah, you become that. And I'm like, that's, that's not Karen anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. And, and you, do, you do these poses and, yeah. and the way that your lip quivers when you're making that angry face, I'm
0: like, holy crap. Well, it's not human. <laughs> like it's not
1: human. Like you're so into that uh, that persona that... That,
0: that it's acting, right? It's it's like...
1: acting, but it's it's realistic and it's scary.
0: <laughs> well, you know, when I was younger, I I wanted to act, and I think I could have, but I was I was too shy, I was too afraid, mm-hmm. and um, with uh, having a family and so many things happening in between, I think I've I've missed my chance to really get out there in the acting world. But this is a way I can get out and and do that it's kind of a, an escape from all the rest of the stuff and that's right yeah yeah
1: and and it's easy enough to join the group and go out there with you guys yeah like um, when I look on Facebook it's almost every week that you guys are out there doing something and and I don't join every single time
0: mm.
1: I'd like to but sometimes I'm too busy or there's something else going on and I don't have a full costume yet you, you made me the head ridges there last year, which yeah. is awesome.
0: And sometimes that's all we do. Like you say every week, but it's not a big thing every week. Sometimes it's just, hey, we happen to be having a campfire in my brother's backyard and I have ridges in my backpack and he has them in the house. We throw them on and do something silly and throw it up on social media. Right. Um, but
1: you got you the presence going exactly. so, so that you're out there in the community. Even if it's a small thing, people know who
0: you are. Exactly. And I think that that's that's important with social media because people forget people quickly. If you're not being seen regularly, then you're in the past and you're no longer relevant. So if you want people to search and find you and be able to join in and and, uh, think of you as someone they might call to participate in things, you have to be out there regularly. That's
1: true. And do you find that since you've started this and it allows you to be out in the community more and people recognize you, when you're in your regular human form, do you still have that confidence or does it get diminished because you're not wearing the ridges?
0: I have a lot more confidence than I used to when I was younger, but I think there's a lot of factors. The Klingon thing helps. Um,
1: but age and perspective is another thing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, There's so many factors that that add to that and you know i think it would be nice to have the confidence of a of a 40 plus year old and the energy of a younger person but that just doesn't happen because doesn't. we haven't we ha- we didn't have the experience back then to put that on and uh, and yeah i mean being a klingon and having people say you know you're so cool which is still weird because i was not a cool kid what um, <laughs> you're kidding no no um I was, I was the kid that my best friend was told that she would be popular if she jumped the freak, you wow. know, <laughs> and she didn't, oh, she, she stuck, stuck, stuck with by. me, she's still a great friend, Good. but um, that was me, and so it's still really strange when people say, oh my God, you're so cool, I wish I was like you, I'm like, what, wait, well, thank you, that's a new experience, <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not normal,
0: and, and, you know... A few years ago, when I heard that, my brain would still go into the "Don't accuse me of being one of those cool people; they're mean" mode, right? Yeah, of course. It's like, what are you, what are you saying? But um, right now, it just means that I think people admire what I'm doing, and they may not have the courage to step out and do the same thing. And that's why I think it's important that that I talk about how when once you put things on it's a different situation than when you're thinking about it before you put a costume on.
1: True. Yeah, I can I can vouch for that. Because when I put the ridges on, I'm not me anymore. I, I put on the, uh, the fake Klingon shirt, and I put on the head ridges, and maybe I have a sword or maybe I don't. But it's not me
0: anymore. Yeah, and people don't necessarily even recognize us. They'll, they'll look at us and they'll see, you know, hey, you'll look kind of familiar. But not many people say hey, you're that Klingon that I saw at Tim Hortons. you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> they're like, where have I seen you before? And then you have to kind of cover up your forehead and growl, and they're like, <gasps> it's you. <laughs>
1: does that happen a
0: lot? Um, it's happened a few times. Not, not a lot, but it's always fun when it does. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the same thing when I when I actually was the Borg. I, mm-hmm. I, I walked around the convention hall like a Borg the entire time. Hmm. And people thought it was cool, and they took pictures with me. Just like two weeks ago when we went to Graphicon in Sudbury. Yeah. Everybody was taking pictures with us. People yeah. People would
0: love it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because it's out of the norm. It's not a regular thing. In a convention hall, sure, that's normal. But when you're out on the street, and it's not Halloween, or there's not some kind of costume ball, and it's just, we're just doing this.
0: Right. And there's always somebody who, who yells out something like, It's not Halloween! And, you know, we just say, no, it's not, or or something, you know, you don't you don't let them upset you, because that's what they're trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it, Do you think it's because they wish they had the confidence to do that, or are they just a bunch of buttheads?
0: I think it depends on the person. Sometimes I think it is. Sometimes I think that people who are afraid to step out of their boxes might not be aware that they're afraid to step out of their boxes, but they get angry when other people step out of the boxes they think they should be in, and they don't necessarily know why. They just want to squash it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You're showing too much confidence, so stop it. Yeah. You're supposed to be this small little
0: bug. You're shaking up my world and I don't want to think about it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's right. It's just like that guy who went around wearing the, was it a horse head or a unicorn mask?
0: I think the the one in town was a horse head. I don't, I don't know. I've seen so many of those now. Yeah.
1: It's just a thing.
0: That's why I didn't buy the horse or the unicorn. I have several others. You, oh, yeah? Well, I have a jackass mask that I bring out at parties. You know, if somebody gets too stupid, it's like, all right, if you're going to do that, you got to wear this.
1: Is that the one you brought to my 40th? I did. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And sometimes I just bring that out for fun. I also have a banana slug. Oh.
1: Yeah. And a pug. Okay.
0: And a... uh... I think it's a tyrannosaurus it's one that was made by jurassic park marketing oh yeah yeah so i got those rubber masks in the same style as that horse and unicorn head
1: nice and do you ever walk around town with it
0: um no i'll tend to put it on and do something and then take it off because it's really hard to breathe in those things oh, right okay and um i get a little claustrophobic when i can't breathe so for me it's hard to walk around in them
1: and it's also easier if you're in a group, do you find? like uh, if, Sometimes. Like when we do our Klingon adventures, it's mm-hmm. usually you and your, your two brothers mm-hmm. and Pierre. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other random people like me who sometimes show up.
0: Yeah. Well, I have done the Klingon thing alone.
1: And how is that but,
0: different? Um, I might get a little more nervous before I step out the door, but once I have everything on and I step out the door, I'm her. I'm not me. It's, it's still the same. Um, but I can breathe. It doesn't cover up my exactly. face. Exactly, yeah. I think if I tried to do a character that included prosthetics that covered my nose and I had to breathe only through my mouth, mm-hmm. then I might have a bit more trouble because of the breathing aspect. I could see that. Yeah, that would be way more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but costuming isn't always comfortable.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. No.
0: It's no. still fun. It's still worth it, but not comfortable.
1: No. Actually, a lot of the adventures that you guys do are in the summertime. And you're wearing fur. Yeah. Doesn't that kill you? Like, isn't it way too hot?
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's way too hot. Um, Need to make sure to get enough water. But more things happen outdoors in the summer. Right. There's more events, especially up here in Northern Ontario. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, so there's more things that are available for us to do.
1: Well, sure. Because we have eight months of winter. So yeah, we're all stuck inside.
0: And you know there's there's no outdoor festivals to show up at when it's 40 below. And who'd want it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah Now when we did the uh, the coldest night of the year, March, that was a great cause We wanted to participate and it ended up not being the coldest night of the year. It was actually about minus eight or minus 10. Oh, that's toasty. Yeah, and our winter costumes were too hot that day. Really. Yeah, Wow. So, um, what we wore that day, we probably would have been comfortable at minus 15 or even minus 20. Mm -hmm.
1: So you're overheating.
0: Yeah. Even at minus 10, we were overheating. Wow. Um, so in the summer it's kind of ridiculous. We try to do what we can to make them breathable, Mm -hmm. but with your head covered in latex. Yeah. It's hot and the wig and yeah. Right.
1: Well, see, I'm, I'm pretty much bald, so the wig doesn't bother me that much, but you got a full head of hair.
0: I do now. I've been bald as well. I've shaved my head a couple times, and this feels strange, but I'm keeping it at least till um, midsummer.
1: And then what happens?
0: Well, I participate in the Greatest International Scavenger Hunt, and a few years there's been an item that required people to cut off their hair and donate it, cut ah. off their hair and make a wig out of it and wear it as a wig.
1: Wear your own hair as a wig?
0: Yeah, that was a thing. Okay. <laughs> and I haven't been the person on my team to do an item like that yet, mm-hmm. but I have no problem with shaving my head. And now my hair is long, so I so I've volunteered that if there's such an item this year, it's my turn.
1: Okay. So you're you're going to walk around with your head bald, like a like a dude, and you'd be okay with that, or would you wear like a like a, a wig when you're out in public, or would you? Just... Oh no!
0: I've been bald before. I look good bald. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't bother you.
0: No. But then I have no problem with appearing like a dude. Um, I consider myself to be non binary. Sometimes I feel more manly, sometimes I feel more feminine. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very fluid when it comes to that. Um, I have a baggie of my own hair that I keep to glue on my face in case I need a beard or a mustache. I did not look, I did not know that. I look good bald with facial hair.
1: Well, I look forward to seeing <laughs> that if this
0: becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, That's an interesting thing, too, because if I appear like a woman, people respond to me one way. If I appear like a man, people respond to me another way. If I appear to be a man, and then I speak, because I have a very feminine voice, it really throws people off. I can imagine. And then they don't want anything to do with me at all. They just, like, walk away. Because
1: they don't know how to respond.
0: Yeah, they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They're like... (laughs) So that's an interesting thing to explore. But yeah, I have I have no problem being bald, and if I'm if I'm wearing feminine clothes and um, walking in a feminine way, then being bald doesn't make me look manly.
1: Well, of course not. No. Yeah. It's just your hairstyle at
0: the time. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You know, the first time I did, I was concerned that I'd have like a misshapen head or you know something like well, cause that. Because you, you don't know till it's gone. Right. Mm. And my hair was halfway down my back, and I was on a I was downtown at the. Um, what do they call that? Urban Marketplace? Yeah,
1: in the summer when they closed the streets down. and they Yeah, have exactly. Yeah.
0: So there was there was an audience, and they they forgot the mirror. So I had to walk through all the people and find a place with a bathroom to, before I could see what I looked like. And oh, that was boy. a little strange. I'm like, okay, so go, <laughs> go from very long hair to nothing, and everybody gets to see me before me.
1: And what were the reactions?
0: Um, well, one person... At that point, said I'd make a good-looking man, but when I saw myself, I didn't look like a man. Um, people were people were cheering and giving me a thumbs up because, you know, it was a fundraiser for Cops for Cancer, and mm. people want to see a woman with long hair getting a shaved. Well, of course. Um, I raised over a thousand dollars that year because, wow. like I said, my hair was halfway down my back, mm-hmm. and that was why I decided to do it because most of the people participating had shortish hair, mm. and I thought, huh. If I volunteered to get up there and shave all this off in front of everybody, it's a, it's it could a make deal. a difference. For yeah, sure. yeah. So, so that was that was an interesting experience, and then I kept it shorter after that, and I shaved it a couple of times because it's comfortable in the summer. Oh, it is. I know. I can tell you, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot less trouble. You go through a lot less shampoo. So True. It's Cheaper. Yes. <laughs>
1: Accurate. Yep. That's right.
0: And if I wanted hair, I could get a wig and put it on. Well, sure you did. Like when when you grow your own, if you want to be bald, you can't just take it off and put it back on later. Yeah, no. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, you're right.
1: Huh.
0: That's why uh when when I watch fantasy like the Harry Potter world where they can just like grow hair and cut it off and mm-hmm. then, you know, that that's kind of tempting. It'd be nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, for sure it would be. That way I wouldn't have to keep a baggie of my own hair for beards.
1: Yeah. True. <laughs> Luckily I can just grow my own beard, so <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Takes a while sometimes, but hey. So this is, this has been a good introduction to who Karen is as a person and some of the things that you're into. If people wanted to get a hold of you, you're you're on Twitter. Yeah. How could they find you?
0: Um, I'm on Twitter and my Twitter tag is at Flindinara. And how do you spell that? F-L-Y-N-N-D-A-N-A-R-R-A. Okay. And
1: are you on Instagram?
0: Uh, yes, on Instagram, I'm Lady Danger 47
1: Lady, Lady Danger 47 okay. And of course, you're on Facebook mm-hmm. and pretty much all the social media stuff. Are you yeah. on Snapchat?
0: Um, well, I have a Snapchat. I don't use it very often. My kids use it, so I, I have it there in case they want to send me a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we don't have to say what but, that is. Yeah. So that's good. But yeah, if the best way to get a hold of you is on Twitter.
0: Yeah, Twitter is uh, is an easy way to get a hold of me.
1: All right, that sounds good. And is there anything you want to plug before we end the show? Like your uh, Greatest International Scavenger Hunt website or how to join the, the Klingon League or anything like that?
0: Well, you know, the uh, the Greatest International Scavenger Hunt, we should probably talk about that another time. <laughs> we, we,
1: we could have a whole topic, a whole yeah, show that, on that, it. Yeah, that's and a so, huge thing. Is yeah. it? That big? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think... We've only barely scratched the surface of the fascinating individual that is Karen. So we'll definitely have you back
0: for more shows. Sounds like a plan. Perfect. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.
1: All right. So how was that? Great conversation. Karen's great. She's awesome. If you have any questions for her, uh, you could go ahead and catch her on Twitter, or you can email the SoulForge here, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I'll pass the message along to her. I hope you learned a lot about uh, confidence and putting yourself out there and uh, being more than you can be. Karen will be back on the show at a later time. She may become one of the uh, recurring, would you call it, guest hosts, co-hosts, people that I have conversations with. Who knows? I don't really have a term for people like Tracy and Trish and Karen and Bishop and those kinds of people. But uh, you know what? Doesn't matter. I don't need a term. I don't need to label everything that's not what this is about. So anyway, on that note, I'm just going to take my leave. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll talk to you next week. And remember, when a child is learning how to walk and falls down 50 times, they never think to themselves, eh, maybe this isn't for me. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com and remember, the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And, if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soulforge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I
0: could do this all day.